Hi, UECP. Good morning. Uh, good morning to uh, all our UECP family and also to our guests who are tuning in today. We welcome you to our English worship service. Last week, we learned uh, in Genesis 28 about encountering God. And I hope you were able to apply what uh, we learned, which is to have our daily devotion, our daily encounter with God. Were you able to find that Bethel, that place where you could just encounter God and worship Him and hear His voice? And, you know, truly, if you were able to apply that, you will understand what it means to encounter God. And when you encounter Him, He will change your life forever. Today, we are in a crisis. We have been in a lockdown for more than six weeks and counting. Life has changed for most of us. And what we would give to be able to go out again freely without fear of getting the virus. Some of us dream of being able to go to the beach again. Some of us dream of flying off to other countries again. Some of us dream of going to that coffee shop again. And some of us, Chinese, dream of going to the dim sum house again. The crisis is real and the struggle continues. But what if this is all planned by God? What if God wants it this way because He is teaching us a lesson? What if this is the new normal? Honestly, I myself, I've been having a hard time with the lockdown. My ministry is affected. The way I do ministry has had a change. I like to take walks along the streets. I can't do that anymore. I like to visit different places to prepare for my messages. And actually, it's an excuse for me to eat. But now I can't do that also. My sleep is affected, and as I reflect, I know I'm not the only one affected by the lockdown. All of us are struggling with this crisis. And when a crisis like this comes, we don't have any alternative but to turn to Jesus. We don't have any alternative but to turn to Jesus. Jacob also faced his own crisis. In Genesis 32, he was commanded by God to go back to his hometown. But there was one problem. You see, Esau was going to be there and Jacob was afraid to see his brother because he cheated his brother 20 years ago. Jacob had a big problem. Esau had 400 men uh, coming to meet him and Jacob was so afraid. He was afraid for his life, but more so, he was afraid for the life of his two wives and 11 children. Yes, masipag si Jacob, dalawa asawa. But knowing Jacob, he had a plan. He would divide the group into two groups, two camps, so that if the first camp was killed, he would escape with the second camp. Jacob was always a very clever man. He was smart, and he was self Reliant, He was too independent for his own good. But what, what's different in Genesis 32 is Jacob now 
knows the God that he serves. Because last week in our message in Genesis 28, you know, Jacob encountered God. Okay? So now he knows the God that he is serving. A God who cares for him, who is awesome, and who is omnipresent. But the problem was, the danger was still real. The crisis was real for Jacob. And we, like Jacob in many ways, we say we trust God. And yet, our life shows the other. Many of us were like Jacob. We say we trust Him, but our life shows the other way. Jacob, in Genesis 32, he prays to God to get him through this because he was afraid. He said in verse 9 to 12, And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your kindred, that I may do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. For with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. But you said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. Can you feel Jacob's prayer? He was pleading to God. His back was against the wall. He is telling God, I am obeying you. I'm going back home, just as you said. And I'm very thankful because from nothing back then, now I'm something. I'm a somebody. Because now I have plenty. And all I have, this is from you, O Lord. But in verse 11, he said, Please deliver me from the hand of my brother. Please help me. I fear my brother. He may attack me and my family. So please help me, O Lord. You see, Jacob's prayer was a prayer of help. Jacob was asking God, Please help me. You promised that you will protect me. Jacob wanted assurance that God will protect him. Now, is that wrong of Jacob to ask that? I don't think so. Because any father would want to protect their family. But one thing we have to realize about God is when He helps us, when God helps us, He doesn't take away the problem. Okay, When God helps us, He doesn't take away the problem. Instead, He goes with us through the problem. That's the God that we have. He doesn't just take away the problem, but He goes with us through the problem. Why? Because He wants us to learn. He wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. And He wants us to depend on Him. We must look at life as our teacher. You know, the things we go through are the lessons. And it's up to us if we want to pass the test and move on to another test. Or we fail the test and go through the same problems again and again. And again, Jacob wanted God to help him, and yet he didn't want God 
to take control of his life. And I think this sounds familiar. It's like our life. We want God to help us, but we want God to help us in our terms. We want us in the picture. It's never like that. It has to be God moving through us. We cannot make God as our crutch. No, we only use Him when we need Him. God has to be at the center of our life. The struggle is real in each person. We don't want to give control hanggang kaya pa natin. So all the while, Jacob was telling God that Esau was the problem. But God knew that the problem was Jacob himself. And God was going to deal with Jacob. Now, our text for today is Genesis 32, verse 22 to 32. In Genesis 32, 22 to 32, it says, The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. Jacob is left alone at night after he sends his family across the river. Now he has his time alone. And usually when we are alone, that is when God speaks to us or teaches us. And I call it God moments, you know, wherein you're alone and God speaks to us. Because that's how God does it. When we have our daily quiet time, that's when God speaks to us, wherein God encounters us. Jacob asked for help, so God will help, but in his way, not as we always want it to be. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day has broken. God chooses to wrestle with Jacob. The man in the Bible is not named. No, it's just said that a man wrestled with Jacob. But it could be an angel or it could be God in human form, which they say is the pre-incarnate Jesus. God wrestled with Jacob, not that he was not capable of beating Jacob. You know, I, I believe God would just you know, maybe blow him away and the wrestling match was done. But no. The man wrestled with Jacob for the whole night till the morning because God wanted to drive down the point to Jacob. Stop being so stubborn. Stop being so prideful. Instead, trust in me. Trust in me. So at the end, God pushed Jacob's hip and it was dislocated. And that must have hurt. You see, God breaks us. God breaks us of our stubborn hearts. God breaks us. He asked God for help, and this is what God did. God breaks his hip. You see, God broke Jacob to teach him humility. And when a person is humbled, he will depend on God because he knows he is now weak. 
So God breaks us to humble us. And to be broken is to feel powerless, vulnerable, and defeated. And only in these times do we lower our guard and humble ourselves. You know, when you feel broken, you feel that you are nothing. That's when you come to God. That's when you just tell, Lord, I'm yours. I can't do this anymore. You see, God wants us to learn to depend on Him and not on ourselves. So God has to break us to reach us. God has to break us to reach us. When God breaks us, it will be painful and it will leave a mark that you won't forget. You see, Jacob's limp, you know, when his hip was dislocated, he walked with a limp and that limp will be with him forever. But it's a reminder from God that you're mine and I will always be with you. Now you see, Jacob had a limp. Uh, he could not escape Esau anymore. He could not outrun him. Okay? So Jacob had no choice. He had to depend on God for his life. So God breaks us to humble us. Humility does two things. Humility brings us to depend on God. Humility brings us to depend on God because God is all-powerful. When we are humble, we realize how great a God we have. And also, humility brings us to our knees because we realize that we are sinners and that we are a nobody. In verse 26, Then God said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. You see, Jacob chooses to hold on to God. He said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So what's the significance of this? You see, Jacob has finally learned his lesson. Now that he is weak, he realizes that only God can help him. Only God can help him. And God is his only hope. He holds on to God. He asked for a blessing. But before God would give that blessing, God wants one more thing. He wants Jacob to confess. To confess of his sins. You see, God asked him, What is your name? Of course, God knows his name. God is all-knowing. But he asked him because he wants Jacob to confess who he really is. You see, the Hebrew name reflects the character of a person. But there's so, something so hard in confessing your wrongs or your sins, right? You, know, you, uh, you ask people to share their, uh, the wrong things they have done or the past wrong things. And you know, nobody wants to share it because we're so ashamed of our past mistakes. And partly it's pride. You, know, you don't want people to look down on you or to judge you. You see, pride is our problem. Pride blinds us 
to our need of God. The blessing that God had in store for Jacob was not what he was asking for, actually. But usually, the blessing that God has in store for us is way, way better than the blessing that we ask for. Remember that. The blessing that God has in store for us is better than what we usually ask for. So we have to trust God because His plan is the best. So Jacob confesses. He, he says, you know, uh, very hard for him, he said, my name is Jacob. You know, Jacob's name meant he was a schemer, he tricked people, he was a supplanter. But God blessed him with a new name. He is now Israel, which meant God rules. It means that God rules his life now and that God was going to use him to bless others. God breaks us to humble us so that we could depend on him. You see, a sign of true brokenness is when you come clean before God and lay everything before him. If you grew up in a church, you probably know you're a sinner because the pastor said you're a sinner. But when you look at others, you would think, I'm not as bad as them. But you only realize that you're a sinner when God breaks you. And you realize that He is so great and He sent His Son, Jesus, to die for us. And we are a sinner who needs a Savior. You see, Paul said in Romans 7 verse 8, For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Paul says, I know that nothing good dwells in me. He was confessing that he knew that he was a sinner. He wanted to do what was right, but often fell short. You see, the more you grow in God, the more you will realize that you are a sinner and we need God in our life. Again, the more you grow in God, the more you will realize that you are a sinner and you need God in your life. We need Jesus to be the Lord of our life. In Philippians 4, Paul also said, Though I myself has reason, have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. So Paul just lists his great resume. He said he is circumcised on the eighth day. He is a Hebrew of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee, a persecutor of the church, and he was blameless. He said, if I were to base it on my life and credentials, I am a good man. But now that I have met the Lord, I consider all this rubbish. In verse 7 of chapter 3 in Philippians, he said, Whatever gain I had, I counted as lost for the sake of Christ. I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish 
as garbage in order that I may gain Christ. And this is what dependence on Jesus looks like. To count everything you have as loss compared to knowing Christ. Nothing can compare to knowing Jesus in our life. God breaks us to humble us so that we can depend on Him. In verse 29, we continue, Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there, God blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. Now, why does Jacob ask about God's name? Now, why would he say, please tell me your name? I don't know, actually. But God asked him a question in return. And I think that's what smart people do. When you don't know the answer, you ask them a question in return. And that's something I learned when I got married. If your wife asks you a question and you don't know how to answer, you ask them the question in return. That solves the problem, which leads to a bigger problem. You see, God, you know, uh, He just said, I'm going to bless you here. Now, why did God bless him there? Because God knew that Jacob has learned his lesson. Jacob was a broken man, and he was humbled, and he depended on the Lord. So God blessed him because Jacob had learned to depend on him. So for us, God blesses us when we depend on him. Remember that. God blesses us when we depend on Him. So to my UECP family, God loves you very much. Okay? God loves you all very much. You may be down. You may be discouraged. You may be sad. You may be lonely right now. Whatever crisis you are facing, always remember that we have a God who helps us. We have a God who wants to help us. But we must be willing to let go and let God break us. We have to be willing to let go and let God break us, to humble us so that we can depend on Him. And you will see how the great God we have will bless us beyond your imagination. God breaks us to bless us. So give your all to Jesus. God breaks us to bless us. So give your all to Jesus. So for our application, uh, there are two um, things I want to challenge us again for this week. First is take time to continue in your daily devotion. Take time to encounter God every day. Because when we draw near to God, it's when we know God more. And ask the Lord to break you and help you to totally depend on Him. That's the first challenge. Continue on your daily devotion. Second, let's look at verse 31. Uh, it says, The sun rose upon him as he passed 
Peniel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew, or if that's how it's pronounced, of the thigh that is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. You see, from that day on, Jacob walked with a limp. And, you know, he could have just, you know, if people saw him walking on with a limp, you know, uh, he could have just said, oh, ano lang, uh, rayuma or arthritis, you know. But no, Jacob shared to them what happened. Jacob told them what happened. So uh, why did he do that? Because he wanted to share to his people how God had worked in his life, how God has blessed him, and how God will bless you also. So for our application is, Use the life lessons that God has done in your life and share them so that people could also learn from those lessons and be blessed. So don't be ashamed when God teaches you a lesson. Of course, you may feel nakahiya, but it's all for the glory of God. So the two applications I want us to do this week, continue in your daily devotion, and second, share your life lessons with other people. Share uh, what God has taught you so that you can be a blessing to other people. So to my UECP family, I hope you're doing all right. And if you need help, if you need help, uh, you could call us at UECP, message us, and we could reach out and help you and call you back. So God bless everyone, and I hope to see you when the lockdown is lifted up.